Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's dead, Jim. It's really dead. Zed's dead, baby. E3's good, dead. Good album. Always. Anyway, yeah, R.I.P. to E3. I have mixed feelings on that. I I have like the "we told you so" feeling. Yes, for sure. The the no shit feeling. Yes. The writing on the wall feeling. Uh, and then the kind of like. I have the sentimental yeah. feeling of like, but it, we don't have an excuse to like you know, get together and watch uh, E3, watch video game stuff. So it, there's wow, he doesn't like me. There's a little bit. There's a. There, there's a. I get what you. What you mean. Yes. But I feel like I had that feeling like a couple of years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, we were still kind of like holding on to it. Well, because also there's still the stuff to get together for. Mm-hmm. It's still Summer Games Fest, in which has their whole show into, like, Microsoft doing their presentation or whatever. So it's like that same window will still happen. It's, and it is, everything that E3 was just now without the banner of E3. Like yeah, E3 as itself no longer exists. It's everybody technically doing individual functions in that same window. Yeah, I do kind of think that uh, they'll they'll start to that tightness of the time window will will loosen up in the next couple of years. But what if it then, like a spectrum, snaps back? Well, yeah, I mean, like Jeff- the universe, we have the Big Bang again. Jeff Keeley's just got to get his final Infinity Stone, and then he'll he'll snap E3 back into existence. Like, we're going to snap you back to the beginning of this podcast. The Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Seamless transition. Yeah. Seamless. Like the pants I wear. Uh, yeah, I was going to go a different direction, but yours was way more appropriate. <laughs> I, now, I, now, <laughs> now I'm so curious that when we think about that all episode of where you were going to go. I, I, I'll tell you, and I don't know why, and it might be incriminating, but I was going to go. I hope it has nothing to do with the Taskmaster episode we watched earlier. It does not. I was going to say seamless like a Barbie doll, which is really weird. It it is weird, but it's kind of like the Taskmaster episode earlier. Kind of, yeah, I guess. Smooth like a eunuch. Anyway, should we talk about new releases? 
I suppose we shall. I'm not making that transition. Long, long list. Oh my god, I had to. You thought you thought the thing you you were going to say was bad. It was about to be worse when I said, "If you can't play with yourself, here's some stuff you can play with." Starting with number one. <laughs> Down, downhill from here. We're not even five minutes in, and it's already disgusting. Nine years of shadows for the PC. You know, it's a good thing we don't get money on this, because that would have demonetized us, even with YouTube's new rules in the first 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, Crime Boss Rock A City for PC. Remember that game getting announced? <laughs> I do remember the Rock A City part. Yeah, it had all those, like, actors oh, playing roles yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that they, looked terrible. They had the, like, almost most awkward game announcement because they brought the main guy out. Yep. And it was, it was almost like it was, it wasn't as bad as Vin Diesel being on stage, but it was pretty close. It was, it was very close. It's all about family. Don. Uh, let's see here. Number three, drop system breach for the PC. Number four, enchanted for the PC. That is in chanted. I N N chanted. I'm weirdly curious about what this game entails. Enchanted? Yeah. I would guess it's a magical inn. But that it's a time management game. Where like you have to go station to station, and, you know, people come in like one of those types of games, like a restaurant simulator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I picture in my head. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number five, Canna Quest the switch or cana quest uh number six the last of us part one for pc sorry about your luck number seven shattered haven heaven shattered heaven for pc number eight sifu comes to xbox number nine sifu arena's expansion is officially out number 10 terra nil for the pc number five forza horizon 5 rally adventure dlc that's worth the game pass look you know what i mean yeah. Hell yeah. Number 12, Metal Hellsinger, Dream of the Beast DLC. Number 13, Sword Art Online, Alicization, Lycoris, a Blooming of Matricaria DLC. They really got to fucking chill. Like, really? I knew it was going to be bad when it started with Sword Art Online, and then I was like, I don't know how bad this is. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it got. Uh, number 14, any are off of the Queen's Tyranny for PC and Switch. Number 15, Bloodhound, first day in hell for the PC. Number 16 is Dredge for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 17 is Accelerate to the Tropics for PC. Number 18 is The Great War Western Front for the PC. Number 19 is The Last Worker for PC, PC VR. PlayStation 5, PSVR 2, Xbox Series X, and Switch. If you're curious about which one of those doesn't belong, how does it run on all the other ones, but then the Switch? I... Yeah, exactly. Good question. Number 20, Ravenbound for the PC. Number 21, Total Tank Generals for the PC. And number 22, Tower of Fantasy under the Grand Sea Expansion for the PC. What the fuck is that game that has an expansion for it? I've never heard of Tower of Fantasy. I don't know. I can tell you about Enchanted, though. Oh, you did look it up? All right, give me something. 
run a magical inn with friends. Uriel's okay. family inn has been stolen by an evil wizard landlord. Team up with friends to reclaim your family's legacy. Manage your inn, brew potions, fish, cook, and fight in this hectic, heartfelt, magical adventure. Play solo or co-op for one to four players. Okay. That makes more sense. I got to be honest, though, looking at the... Uh, it is it is uh, exactly what you were describing. Oh. It's like... Uh, what's the cooking one called? There's It depends on... Uh, like overcooked? Yeah, overcooked. Okay, so it's a little bit... Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, it's it's like you know, you got you got potions and shit you gotta deliver to people, that type of thing. Tasks to complete in a certain amount of time. There it is, nailed it, nailed it to the wall, hung it up, grabbed the wall. What do you uh? Evens? Evens. He's declared himself to be even. The 20-something games took it out of me. Took it right out of him. So will number one. The saga continues. Son of a bitch. More Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition talk. The Japan Fair Trade Commission has said it will not be issuing a cease and desist order against Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, as the merger will not, quote, substantially restrain competition in a certain field of trade, end quote. U.S. members of Congress have raised concerns over Sony's monopoly over the high-end games market in Japan, saying it's preventing healthy competition in the country. I don't know why U.S. Uh, members of Congress give a fuck about Japan, what's going on in Japan, this economy. but Because I have a weird feeling that they're probably all Washington senators. Here we go. U.S. Washington politicians. Yeah. U.S. Senator uh, Maria Cantwell uh, from Washington. But what said, can't they do? <laughs> said, I'm to- quote, I'm told that Sony controls a monopoly of 98% of the high-end game market. Yet Japan's government has allowed Sony to engage in blatant anti-competitive conduct through exclusive deals and payments to game publishers, end quote. <clears throat> and finally, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick has said that Sony's attempts to stop its $69 billion sale will not harm its business partnership with the platform holder. In a statement, Kotick said, quote, Sony has even admitted that they aren't actually concerned about a Call of Duty agreement. They would just like to prevent our merger from happening. This is obviously disappointing behavior from a partner for almost 30 years, but we will not allow Sony's behavior to affect our long-term relationship, end quote. Sony, you fucked around. And you found out. You're finding out. Yeah, you're you're, you're, going to learn something today. Yeah. Real I uh, I lol as the the youngins say. Uh, when I read the put politicians getting involved because no shit that Sony limits things in like Japan. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's just like, okay, are you guys just trying? You're again the worst victims I've ever seen. It's pretty awful. You know, you might want to make sure your house is in order before you draw attention to yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's a glass houses and yeah, house of cards, glass glass ceilings. No, no, not ceilings. No ceilings. Not glass ceiling isn't relevant to this conversation. The gla- the glass ceiling would be the overcoming of, like you have to break through the glass ceiling. Mike Sauce trying to break through the glass ceiling. Uh, I don't know I don't know Sony being Sony yeah I mean that's really all it is at this point I really I don't it it speaks for itself Mm mm-hmm and that being (laughs) I pre-read that being said, it is time for number two. It's time for someone to take E3 out behind the shed and shoot it. Oh, wait, they they did that. So uh, I wrote all this, and then the news came out, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> uh, Ubisoft has announced it will not be present for this year's in-person E3 show, as will nobody else. A company representative said, quote, while we initially intended to have an official E3 presence, we've made the subsequent decision to move in a different direction and will be holding an Ubisoft forward event live on June 12th in Los Angeles. We look forward to sharing more details with our players very soon. Unfortunately for E3, Ubisoft isn't alone in this decision. Sega, Tencent, and Devolver Digital will be backing out of this year's E3 event. Devolver Digital is still planning for a digital showcase in June. A couple hours after these developments, the ESA announced that E3 is canceled. Pour one out for the homie. That was, as far as we were concerned, dead in 2020. Yep. Dead. Also, no word of... Uh, they did not do the, the, the thing of like, oh, we'll be back next year. Yeah. They no. just said it did not garner enough... Uh, attention or participation or whatever. and The doors just... have been locked up and on them has been written don't dead, open inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Um, yeah. I don't even know what to say about it. We just kind of said everything we needed to say in the beginning. Yeah, we blew our load early. And story of my life. <laughs> Which one of us is going to say it? The the concern, or I guess not even concern, but like what you're saying of the nostalgia of like you know everybody getting together and hanging out, and whatever. It'll still happen for us. Summer Game Fest usually was like that, still like that Thursday night or whatever. So there's still definitely going to be something for us to get around and watch and and yada yada. Um. But no, it won't be the... I specifically remember when we were at Target together of being like, you know what, I'm just going to take four days off and just binge conferences all day. Like, that's yep. not that's not happening anymore. <laughs> the only, and actually, technically, the only one you can do that with, I think, is the PC gaming show. Because it's so damn long. Yep. Yeah, it kind of um, slowly lost its grandeur over time and... I don't know. I think there'll be like, a, I kind of suspect there'll be 
and a little bit of an upswing this this year or probably next year where like everything will still be tightly packed together and you know everyone will be kind of like almost celebrating the fact that they don't have to restrict themselves to E3. Yeah. I I <clears throat> guess the one thing that you lose from a like fan base thing is E3 was more than just the conferences that we always saw. It was like going to a convention that also had the conferences. So unless your IGNs or Kaylee's Summer Games Fest thing or whatever are going to be there, you at home won't know the difference of just watching the conferences. Yeah. But as far as like, oh, hey, I'm going to tune into IGN's four-day coverage of E3, which would have ran from, you know, 10 a.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. Eastern or whatever of covering all the stuff on the show floor, a bunch of like game dev interviews and yada yada. And then they would break for the hour to hour and a half it would take to get through a con- like an mm-hmm. actual conference that either is going to look different or is going to be non-existent. What might be an upside to that is instead of like the hecticness uh that e3 brought in the way that you're describing where there was like there's constantly stuff going on yeah there, there was it always might a way allow, to stream content yeah it might it might allow like news coverage to linger and have more in-depth interesting conversations on things because it'll be more structured like they'll yeah you might be able to actually give something two hours to breathe instead of yeah. something new getting talked about 15 minutes later and you forgetting what the first thing yeah. was yep <clears throat> So we'll see. We will see. It's not like we aren't, or that we haven't been moving in that direction already. All right, number three. French Union, Solidaires Informatique. I don't. I don't know. What do you? What do you got on that one? Uh. No, I mean, yeah. You could probably put a little bit more French into it. But ah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Some French union. Oh, yeah. And because because I'm great at every time I throw myself into a name. It's just the staple of this podcast. Has accused Ubisoft. We're <laughs> just big dumb Americans. That's just how this is. That's true. Um, a French union has accused Ubisoft Paris of mismanaging production of Just Dance 2023 an imposing crunch on the staff the union alleged that 10 percent of developers working on the game had experienced burnout in the past year as the game's difficult development included an engine change 11 months before launch and unfulfilled promises that more staff would be hired to lessen the burden on employees <clears throat> one ubisoft employee told the outlet that they worked 13 hour shifts during the game's development with some QA testers putting in 14 hours or more in single shifts. The union held a half-day strike at Ubisoft Paris, saying that more than 40 people or about 15% of the studio staff participated. The union, <clears throat> the union said that it would plan more strikes, quote, at key moments in the game's production, end quote. Now, there's, there's like two things that are wild to me. Yes. Oh, I guess one one thing that makes sense and one thing that's wild. It makes sense that there's that there's longer days and like burnout with switching to an engine. Yeah, eleven months before launch. Eleven months before launch. It's also weird to me that you need to switch the engine on Just Dance. Yes, 
followed up with the, just the entire concept of crunch on the game Just, just Dance. Dance, which is the same fucking game every single year. Every year. But again, with an engine switch, it, you know what, I'm gonna just, just say go, it. once the engine switch happens, I go, oh, okay, I get it. But, At this point, I'm just gonna say it. All right, I'm sick and tired of this. Someone needs to take Ubisoft behind the shed <laughs> as well. We need to pile Ubisoft on top of E3's dead fucking rotting corpse. It's still warm. <laughs> it was dead a long time ago. All right, it was a weekend in Bernie's situation. No, we've just been moving them around and nobody's noticed. Yes. Uh, look, man. Hey, hey, this guy's E3. Yeah, see, nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. Ubisoft. You're like a fucking half-rotten leper walking around. You you remember the the best Star Wars game to ever exist? Sarcastically. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it was the Kinect uh, dancing game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, not where I thought you were going, but not it totally makes sense now. That I can't remember like what the name of it is. Uh, uh, the, but they no, had Jason the Han Solo. Thing, they had like, Jason Derulo's yeah. solo redubbed with Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Oh, solo Han Solo. Yeah. What the fuck was that called? I can't remember, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Cantina jams. <laughs> I don't know. That is what needs to happen with an Ubisoft property at this point. Just take Just Dance and put Sam Fisher in it. Put whatever division agent in it put just just put your characters in it because I, I don't know what else you're doing this is probably the only game that reliably can make you money at this point uh yeah i would say so that and assassin's creed we got a whole slew of ubisoft stuff and assassin's creed can only reliably make you money at this point because you've made 85 of them in the next year so you have to no choice i'm pretty sure at this point people feel obligated to buy them like that's kind of where i'm at where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, another Assassin's Creed. You were there for a little bit, too. I was. I was there for a while. That that was like a That thing. was like a, a family, like a Christmas. It was almost like a... It was a, almost like a semi-tradition. Yeah. There it was, was like, oh, Assassin's Creed game. I'm going to have a good, you know, a, like a key lamp pie dessert at some point. And then Assassin's Creed is going to be able to be played. Yeah. And then they did the delay, or not delay, but they took the time off after Syndicate and then went to Origins. Mm-hmm. So there was time where I didn't have one. And then I didn't have one after that. And then they went Odyssey, and I went, fuck you. Yep. I still played it. That's how I know I don't like it. But, mm-hmm. like, now it's kind of, now that they've stumbled so much, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They broke the uh, the, the tradition, the hit. Yeah. They shot themselves in their feet. Let's talk about some more Ubisoft. Number four. Ubisoft has appointed Katie Scott as vice president of editorial. Scott joins the global creative office, overseeing alignment between the unit and production teams. Before joining Ubisoft, she served as game design director at the Coalition. Her career history also includes a 10-year stint at EA. Scott's game credits include Gears of War 5, FIFA 20, and Army of Two, Devil's Cartel. Does anyone remember that game? I, yes. Army of Two... I was just say, but specifically Devil's Cartel. Devil's Cartel, was there two or three of those games? There were two. They never made this for their own. Okay, Devil's one. Cartel is definitely the second one. Yes. And I remember it. And I remember it not being nearly as good as the first one. I, I remember that as well. So, because they fucking changed it all up again. Army of Two was such a cool concept. I agree. Yeah. 
Uh, it's pretty bad, though, when your game credit, like, you are three game credits deep and the third one's Army of Two. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not a good thing. Uh, Jesus. I'm known for three things. <laughs> Peace. Liberty. And I make a mean order at Taco Bell. Yeah. How'd you get to the third? You couldn't think of a third thing after like two really big things? Oh, that's... All right. Listen, I live a really boring life. Yeah, but you're not Katie Scott. Taking over editorial. At Ubisoft. At Ubisoft. All right, we'll see. To be fair, this is not a knock on Katie. I'm sure she'll do great. She'll do it, sure. The army of two things a little Listen, bit. Listen, at this point, you can't make it any worse. Exactly. <laughs> and even if you did, there's no way we could blame you. No one would fucking notice because it's already going down. <laughs> no one would notice. It's yelling timber. It's kind of a brilliant move on her part you because, like, move. you got to dance. She could do nothing. She could actively be bad and no one would notice. True. But if she's good. She's and there's gonna leave. she's gonna leave. <laughs> she, everyone she's would be like, get, "Oh my god!" And she's, then she's gonna leave. She's gonna get hired by somebody else. <laughs> yep. Uh. <laughs> Do you all think right. There's a certain level to like game devs or game whatever looking at Ubisoft, going, "No, no, no, I can fix them." Like the, I think like there's the, probably like the two damage, groups. The damage relationship partner motif. I bet there's probably two groups. There's probably the group that's like, I can fix them. And then there's the group who's like, I'm not going over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely the, I won't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. But for every, I won't touch this for a 10-foot pole, there's usually that same person going, no, 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 no. I can fix them. Yeah. And you're like, why would you even, what are you doing? I'll tell you what. I'm sure there's a Phil Spencer sitting in his office going, I can fix them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can fix them. Yeah, that's we've established that multiple times over. Yeah. I've come up with all the solutions, and then before I even get to do one of them, Matt will fix them by taking them. I I will randomly see those two turn around the corner <laughs> behind a barn, and I'll be like, "No!" And then I'll just hear the single gunshot. <laughs> 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 and only Matt will come back around the corner. Uh, speaking of unfortunate ends, number five. The Walt Disney Company has shut down its Metaverse division as part of a round of layoffs. Disney's Next Generation Storytelling and Consumer Experiences Unit employed around 50 employees, all of which were made redundant. Uh, Disney also laid off Isaac Ike Perlmutter, chairman... What What a name. I know, it's a great name. Chairman of Marvel Entertainment. His division, which is separate from Marvel Studios, will be absorbed into other units of Disney. Along with Perlmutter, Marvel Entertainment's co-president, Rob Steffens, <clears throat> Steffens and Chief Counsel John uh, Turretson were also dismissed. Disney also took the scalpel to ABC News with a slew of high-level dismissals. Around 7,000 employees are expected to be laid off this year as part of the company's strategy to reduce costs and streamline its approach to business. A second round of layoffs is expected next month and a final one in the summer. I like just the random, oh, yeah, and all this entertainment stuff. Uh, huh? ABC News? No, no, fuck them. Get rid of them. 
Hold on. What are we doing over there? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> just like, <laughs> almost like they were just, they were just catching strays. Yeah. That's kind of, I think it's kind of what happened. They're like, ah. I picture them again, throwing darts at a dartboard of all the employees that they had to let go. And then they handed one to Terry, who notoriously can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. And it flew out of the conference room and hit one of these staffers. And they're like, hey, who do you work for? And they're like, ABC News. And they're like, well, the game we were playing, that they're gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how uh, they reevaluate certain divisions in Disney if they're going to go hard. I'll uh, I'll do the next story before I say what I'm what I'm thinking. Okay, because it's a dark. Ooh, it it's dark depending on how you look. Number six. Speaking of layoffs, Electronic Arts announced that it will be laying off approximately six percent of its staff as part of a restructuring plan that also includes optimizing its real estate portfolio and refocusing its efforts around growth opportunities. A six percent cut would. Uh, it would have put the total number of layoffs around 775. EA filed an 8K form, which fuck, I don't know what the fuck that means, with the Securities and Exchange Commission saying it expects to incur 170 to 200 million in charges as a result of the restructuring plan. It added that the restructuring, oh excuse me, should be finished by the end of September. Yeah, so whatever the fuck that means. I don't know what an 8K. I don't know either. The thing I was going to say, and I only wanted to say it after this one because this also included layoffs in it. Yes. We can all agree in all walks of life that corporations are terrible. I agree. Thank you. We can also agree. (laughs) This is me doing my math class and doing a bunch of the proofs first. So all the known truths, and then we'll, we'll prove how corporations are shitty. Um, so we know corporations are bad. We all hate them. We also know that they're greedy, which is one of the reasons we hate them. We also know they're run by greedy, hungry individual fucks. So we don't like them either. That vicious cycle will always lead to layoffs because the theory, therefore, is, well, I'm paying less people, I make more money. Yeah. But also... As technology increases, it has always been the fear that it can make people redundant. Okay. Not just like from an AI thing, but like, yeah. you know, farming techniques. Yeah. You're no Efficiency longer. Efficiency. You can do everything, you know. Machinery. Exactly. The whole, the the whole, whole thing. Going, going yeah. all the way back to. The whole uh, rigmarole. Can I go all the way back to John Henry? John Henry, yeah, the old Is that a good, uh, re- the good reference, the old race against the uh, race against the, the rail the, yeah. machine, yeah, yeah, hammering away, throwing his back out, probably ended up having to be hunched over for the rest of his life, but he proved a point. <laughs> but the dark part of this conversation is if we just Thanos snap society and remove half of it, yes. I think less layoffs happen because, hear me out, there's less people. So that was one of the byproducts of the Black Death, the bubonic plague. Was oh, so there's historic factual stuff. There is to my there is to my weird Thanos problem. 
so much of the population was decimated, right? That it put uh, more power in the hands of peasants and workers. Yeah, and they used that essentially to get more more power themselves and higher wages and all that. Yeah. And we're seeing that effect today with um, the whole idea of COVID and the fact that. Like the job market in the U.S. at least is getting a little dicey, and wages are so. This is the whole thing with economists. <laughs> economists, they think that inflation's going up because wages are are going are going up faster than they should. Which I disagree with that, but I'm not an economist, so. But wages are going up faster than they should because people have stopped participating in the job market, which means there's less workers, which means you need to pay them more to retain them. So, which is, I think is actually the reverse cause. I mean, we're not an economic yeah. podcast, but I think it's the reverse cause. When COVID hit and a bunch of places realized they could do their stuff from home, yeah, you're you are now as a person no longer limited where you live to work. Yeah. So, you know, it's a twofold thing. If you lived in Maine, you could still land a remote job with a company in Oregon. You're 100% right. And it's also the same thing, too, where people, COVID hit, people either, some people were laid off, some people went remote, and the people who were laid off have not returned because they realized that they could either live off of one one salary yeah or they are doing something that doesn't fall inside of you yeah, know something nefarious or system scheming or whatever you would yeah like to call or, it. or like or they're you know running an etsy shop or something yeah you yeah. know like they open their own small business yeah. and they're not yeah um but that's that's one of the arguments i've had with uh people not not like directly in my office but it's always been a, it's always come up ever since covid of like it's so hard to find people now. It's so hard to hire people. I'm like, mm-hmm. you as a company now have to make yourself stand out because you are now no longer competing in the same 30-mile radius that you yeah. were competing with. You are, in theory, now, depending on like what the job position is, now well, that's competing the, against the country's worth of people. That's the point, and that's why wages, that's kind of why wages are going up is because these companies are like, oh, fuck, we need to figure out ways to get people. Yeah, and it's like there's, it's one thing for the problem like is if that... you're if you're in a small town, right, and the most corporate thing you have is like a gas station that's a chain, and maybe we'll say a McDonald's because they're everywhere. Yeah, and those two places are potentially finding it really hard to hire people, but that's because out of the say like 1000 people that they always were that they were pulling from anyway who might have been driving 20 to 30 minutes like into a a metropolitan area of offices and yada yada well those people are now either still doing that or have now switched to the point of like oh we just I work for the company in Texas I do everything remotely yeah I don't need to participate in our town anymore because mm-hmm. the, the idea of a town is no longer like necessarily relevant. Yeah. So it's very, it's very interesting. And it's always in, interesting depending on who you're arguing with about how, like how the state of things are. 
because there's also a lot of economists that are old, angry people that are always going to be a back-in-my-day scenario. Yeah. Look at historical trends in a time where technology did not serve to work in the same way. Yeah. The other thing, too, with them being like, oh, wages are going up. It's like, okay, if you average everything out, wages have gone up a couple percent. But, like, that doesn't... Cost you're not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. Cost of living has also yeah, skyrocketed. Like, normal people aren't feeling that. So, I don't know. Dumb. It's all dumb. What were we talking about again? Layoffs. Like, there are people that were having housing conversations. Yeah. You'll, you'll have a rough idea of this, but mm-hmm. we're, we don't need to discuss your housing. But it was one of the guys at work who had who's been with us maybe for a couple months now or whatever. And then I think one of my coworkers, maybe some like relative of theirs, they were helping like look at houses and they were talking about how they were in like the two fifty range, 250,000. Yeah. And they were like looking at them and they were just like, these are shit. Oh yeah. Or like, you know, they might run into like one good part, but then it's so the other 80% of the house is trashed frame of reference. This will be more relevant to you because you you know the exact example. People on the podcast who listen to this will know, like, you know, if they're if you know me and know us. We when we you've been to my house, we our house costs us eighty five thousand dollars. Okay. We are also in the market, like we're thinking about it. And we're looking in that same price range. Same fucking houses as what we bought. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking that they were looking at like 250 ones. And obviously, I haven't been in the market in, yeah. in years. Actually, like roughly the same time about as you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about like, oh, they're looking at the 250 range. And then they were saying that they, they bumped it to 300, and that's where they kind of started to like weed out. Yeah, you can. You, there's like a barrier there between and, like 250 and 300. And I was just like, what? I, I didn't jump into the conversation because I didn't it's want to. It's hard to wrap your head around it. Because isn't I, it? Wanted to, I wanted to be like, what do you mean 250? I could give you another point of data. You've been inside Samantha's mom's house, right? You you helped us move. At, well, at yeah, we, uh, yeah, you and I so went You've been in inside like, it. You've seen its size. Yeah, I know, been, like, the rough design of it. Yeah. Or, like, they had to out. get their house appraised recently. Um, and this was the appraiser was like, this is on the low end. And they had to do that for various reasons. But sure, yeah, no, normal appraisal thing. Yeah, uh, and um, they their house is appraised for one hundred and seventy one thousand, and that was low. <laughs> yeah, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> you know how much they paid for the house when they bought it? Seventy nine thousand dollars. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna guess around that exactly. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about. Like that's that's ridiculous. They were they were just talking at work about like oh they had to jump into the three hundred thousand dollar range and I wanted to just go what the fuck kind of money are is everybody else in this room making <laughs> that's that's the part where I wanted to just be like what do you mean what do you mean like how well, much more are you getting paid more because that's where I just I start thinking about it in my head and I go there's no fucking way <laughs> yeah but when you're not flying solo it's a lot different sure. It's a lot different when you're not flying solo. I'll say that. But it's just like... <laughs> I, I, I want a Bruce Green what? <laughs> what? 
because it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, it's wild. Market for a house where we live, and that's not even like no, that's not the normal two high high cost areas that I know of. No, like we, I, we for shits and giggles looked at those, and like it's like Clinton's got to be like six hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want, if you wanted. So in my mind, in your mind as well, what we would think of as a two hundred and fifty and three hundred thousand dollar house is now like a six hundred thousand dollar. I say I've known of specifically two three hundred thousand dollar houses mm-hmm. six years ago because I looked yeah. at them. I walked through. I I didn't walk through them, mm-hmm. but I know where both of them are, and I've I was like, man, those are some like they're kind of similar to this mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Still, still, still in like a small area, still secluded, but still a five minute drive from like a gas station, and everything like you're all right there still. And they've both sold their, you know, yada, yada. But I, yeah, for a fact, those are definitely both six. I'm like, what? The, what? A couple, <laughs> couple things. If you're listening to this podcast from a different part of the country or Canada, you're probably screaming at us right now because your houses are all a million over a million like one point whatever there are people that i play wow with Mm -hmm. canadians yep canadians real bad whose whose people have they have like just casually dropped like with not even being like yeah it was a lot of money or anything like have just casually been like oh yeah no uh my wife's sister moved into like this new 1.3 million dollar house outside of toronto and i was just i'm like what do you mean casually dropped that yeah, it's insane. Their housing market's insane. Um, the other thing, and I'm sure your your coworkers probably have said something similar, is like I found we found pretty quickly that like you know what maybe a better option is to buy land and then like just and build. just build. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if that's that's come up at all. I I I it was only in passing of like oh it sounds like because I think one of the, the the relative one left early to like go help look at houses or something and then we were just kind of off offhand talking about it because one of the guys had moved into the area or whatever he was like yeah when i was looking it was the same same nightmare and i just was kind of looking around going what the fuck what do you what do you mean (laughs) well you could always get this house appraised because you probably shit yourself afterwards i don't want to shit myself (laughs) i shit myself without that realization yep we've all been there Number seven. I have other problems I have to do with this house before I get in a praise shitting moment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> weird, weird conversation. Number seven, details have emerged about how the 14-year partnership between Blizzard and NetEase broke down earlier this year. According to the New York Times, much of NetEase's concern centered around growing government restrictions on video games in China. Uh, NetEase reportedly sought to make changes to its contract to ensure it would be compliant with the new regulations. Part of that was asking uh, Activision to disclose annual revenues and other details to Chinese regulators. Activision was like, nah, mind your own business. Activision later objected to a NetEase proposal that it should license its games to the Chinese publisher rather than the two handling them as a joint venture. This would give NetEase more control over operations to ensure it complied with regulations, but it was perceived that the publisher was using the regulations to get a better deal. Activision execs believe that NetEase CEO William Ding threatened Bobby Kotick by suggesting his company could sway government regulators on whether or not to block or approve the proposed acquisition by Microsoft. Sources familiar with NetEase claim that this was not the intent. Finally, Activision offered uh, to accept the licensing agreement if NetEase paid around $500 million up front, which NetEase laughed at. Pissing contest. Yep. Bad translators, perhaps. That's a weirder pissing contest. Translators <laughs> having a pissing contest? Yeah, yeah. All right. Getting weird, getting freaky. Freaky deaky. Speaking of freaky, number eight, Bioware. Just doing Bioware things. Which is never good. Well, lately it's not been good. For a while. Like ten years. Oh, I'm so old. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, there there have been multiple times this week where like something has come up and I go. Oh oh. I had one of those today talking about switchback. Like okay. how long Switchback has been around and being like talking about when we first saw first had it or first saw it and it was like that was like over ten years ago. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my god. Yeah, there there have been multiple there was a conversation I was having the other actually last night. No. Right, yeah, Thursday, yeah. Last night, uh I was at the bar for a assumed volleyball summer meeting, if we're gonna play or whatever. And I was talking to one of my uh, my teammates, like boyfriend, and he's like, "Oh, do you know so and so?" And I was like, I, "Yeah, I know like 
I know who it is. I don't. I don't like. Don't really talk to him or anything. And he's like, "Oh yeah, him and I go like way back, and like I busted my foot up against him when we used to play soccer together, and yada yada." And I'm like, "Okay, but who you're talking about? That's like years out of me." And then he name drops, being like, "Yeah," and then you know we used to go to like the the bar that's in Poland, like in '94 or whatever, and I'm just like. What? <laughs> what? What year is it? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Bioware, doing Bioware things. Former Bioware executive producer Mark Dara has returned to work on Dragon Age Dreadwolf as a consultant. On top of that, Electronic Arts said that the Mass Effect team will help with the production of Dragon Age Dreadwolf as the production and polishing tasks ratchet upward. Apparently, the next Mass Effect title is still in pre-production stage with a small core team working on it. EA said that Dragon Age Dreadwolf has been in a post-production since September. And if you're going, but that's weird. I haven't seen anything about that. You're damn right. They tried to sneak this in under the radar, but this all sounds awful and not good. No, not absolutely. There's not a part of that that made me go, yeah? (laughs) The only thing that it did justify, which we knew when it happened anyway, was you remember the E3, or not not even E3, but the, like I'm always going to call it E3 even if it doesn't exist. Yeah, the June EA showcase last year when they did their just kind of like hot take run through, and people were like, "Oh, there's Dragon Age," and you and I both went, "What? Where?" Yeah. And it was just a single still at one point. Yeah, it was like a fucking tree with a fence in front of it or something. Yeah. And we're like, what are you talking about? And everybody was getting like really hyped about that. And then like Mass Effect. And again, Matt and I being the based people that we are went. What are you all talking? There's this is terrible. This is not good. They showed nothing. Blah, 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 blah. And everything else we said, we'll go replay the episode. But like. Then hearing this, it's been in post-production since September. And the fact that they are moving teams over to help and they brought back someone as a consultant as a consultant yeah after post-production which screams to me he didn't want to come back but they were like they probably gave him like a metric fuck ton of money to come back but what are you consulting on after post-production listen we don't know how to run a game studio we really need you to just kind of like herd these cats for us just picture that picture them just walking into the meeting with their hands up going Oh, we don't know what to do anymore. We got to this point, and this is the last thing that the blueprint said before you left. What's the next step? And he comes in, he's like, you haven't gotten past this point. Fuck, they didn't pay what, enough money. <laughs> when, when did you reach this point? Last September. <laughs> what have you been doing for five months? We don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they really need, like, a Vince Zampella to, like, save them or something someone of that you know caliber you know what the funny thing is i'd argue no they don't because he's already stretched too thin and he's already making weird choices yes well he did the medal of rv medal of honor vr game yeah but that's fine the only the i think the telling the only success he has the medal of honor vr game like won a bunch of it was critically acclaimed critically acclaimed which is 
not yeah. what is necessarily good in the in a video game industry. Yeah, I mean when we're talking about VR though, like yeah, but I but I, even then I still think his best game is Apex. Yeah, it, I think since he's at respawn, like not. I think the battlefield stuff is going to be telling. That's going to be very telling. Yeah. We'll know when the whole when the battlefield thing starts to come to light. Like, but OG, they need OG. Titanfall. I don't mean like him specifically. Me, I mean like no, no, yeah, someone that, like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a a clear leader. Yeah, someone with the vision. Division. <laughs> there's something else that can benefit from the same oh, thing. Uh, it's, there's a trend going on in this industry. Do you remember to... Jack Trenton? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, he pops up every now and then whenever Sony stuff gets mentioned. Yeah. Remember Sean Layden? I miss Sean a lot. I wish we got to meet Sean Layden. I do, too. That's happy we got to meet Adam Boys, but Sean Layden would have been the... Yeah, that would have been like the chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, Still time. Yeah, for sure. He's, he'll he'll show up. I mean, other than Tencent, he'll show up somewhere. We should, we should like, reach out to Layden and be like, do you want to, like, take... Like, where do you live right now? <laughs> do you live? Do you live in Seattle? Do you, do you want to like He'll take totally it, go for it? Do you want to take in a Mariners game or something? Like we'll fly out. Uh, out. I I just kind of want to. We should tweet him and just be like, listen, Sean, we we miss you at Sony. We miss you. Can like can we get a beer sometime? <laughs> uh, he probably name the like, bar. We'll be there. He's like, all right, I'll bring Reggie. Can you can you just picture the? Rumors? You walk into a bar and there's like Reggie. This is like. In, this is like in my mind's my mind like peak like video game excitement. It's it's Reggie, Sean, and Phil Spencer. So it's it's literally the games stage when Keely put all of them on stage together. Yes, it's just that at a bar. Yeah, I'd lose my mind. I'd fangirl so hard I would have to. I know like... it. It'd be like one of those weird moments where you're just like, I'm gonna fangirl and fuck this up. Yeah. But, like, I can't stop myself from... It's going to be a mix of either I'm going <laughs> to fangirl and fuck this up, or I'm not going to say anything, because yeah. I'm trying not to fangirl. Yeah, you're just, like, wide-eyed. Yeah. But it it would be unbelievably cool if, if there was ever a moment of just, like, hey, let's all just sit down and just talk about yeah. about nothing other than just, like, cool games and stuff. Like, <laughs> let's not even talk business. Yeah. Let's just talk. I would sit down, and I'd be like, so how do we fix Ubisoft? <laughs> I, I'd even just be like, so what's everybody with a plan? Anything? That'd be a good one. I, like, just wanna, I just want to talk. Wherever that leads. Wherever that conversation takes me. You'd say that, and then Reggie and like Sean be like, you, we don't actually play video games. And Phil's like, wait, you guys don't actually play video games? <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Then what have you been up to? Oh, well, I'm on this new thing, doing this thing, or whatever. And I'd be like, that sounds really cool. <laughs> That sounds so much cooler than what I do. <laughs> yeah. Then every now and then it's just, it's very much the Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal meme of Pedro Pascal being me and all of them being Nick Cage. You're just going, just doing that look over at me. Just going, uh, Pedro. All right. Now for the, uh, questionable things we didn't write full paragraphs on number one juan uh microsoft has stopped its one dollar trial offer for xbox game pass ultimate it did and pc game pass r.i.p one dollar rip 
Uh, Microsoft has confirmed that they have a double feature planned for June 11th. Xbox Games Showcase and a Starfield Direct. We kind of knew that, but it's officially confirmed. Stamped. Happening. According to a report by Bloomberg and is evidenced by code sourced by the tape drive editor and ISO developer Steve Moser, Netflix is working on a feature that will let you use your smartphone to control games on your television. How do you feel about that? It, I mean, kind of whatever. It's it's not surprising that it's coming up based on what they've been trying to do. Yeah, I agree. According to another Bloomberg report that cites figures from analyst firm International Data Corporation, the most generic name ever. I love it. Uh, PSVR 2 sales are struggling with only, how you guess, how many units do you think have sold between the launch date, which is February 22nd, and the end of March? Less than 100,000. More than that. Less than 500,000. Yes. 220,000. Close. 270. Ooh. God damn. Uh, 270. People are saying a price cut's imminent because it's this is like bad, bad based on their forecast. Which is, here's what's going to happen. So, Valve is working on a headset. It is rumored. I have no proof. But it has been rumored that Valve is working on a headset with almost the fa- same feature set as the PSVR 2. Valve is going to release their headset, and then Sony is going to release compatibility with PC, PC for the PSVR, and at which point it will be too late because everyone had already bought the new Valve headset. So they are going to take their shotgun, place it squarely on their foot, and pull the trigger, as they do. Uh, Warner Bros. Games has announced that Multiversus will go offline on June 25th as it prepares for launch in early 2024. The multi-platform free-to-play fighter was originally launched in July of 2022 as an open beta. I I saw that and I was just like, interesting. Also thought that was interesting. Um, Part of me expects it not to come back, but then at the same time I read somewhere that it actually had like a lot of people play it. Yeah. It definitely did. It's just I wonder if the year away will do one of it. There's the there's the two things. There's the you know, heart will grow fonder. Yeah, if you love something, let it go, and then when it comes back, it first off never comes back. We all know this. Yes, you can't you can't play that game with humans. Yes. Um. <laughs> the other exact problem is, okay, if the heart doesn't grow fonder, you forgot. Yeah, and it's now just gone. Yep. Which I I'm in that camp, but I'm a pessimist. Yeah, I piss all over everything. That's a pessimist. Oh, I'm a pessimist then. Not in the weird sexual way. I'm not into that. So not all over everything. Yeah, I mean not not over not over everything all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. you know, you got there's a time and a place for everything. Understood. Understood. Uh, take two has fire a quite hydrants. yeah fire hydrants um corners of lawns where the sidewalk meets the driveway. Candy Island Walmart. Yeah. Uh. A casino seat when you're too lazy to get up. Um, I'm trying to think of all the weird, weird things I've seen on r slash trashy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's the <clears throat> into uh, your gas tank. Yeah, exactly. With sugar. Uh, Take Two yes. has acquired mobile game subscription service Game Club for an undisclosed sum. 
I haven't heard of half of these fucking things. That sounds about right every time we do financials. Australia. Good eye, mate. Having a uh, Formula One Grand Prix this weekend. Ooh, put another shrimp on the body. Has proposed an 18-plus age rating for titles with digital gambling and a mature 15-and-up classification for titles with loot boxes. Okay. Sounds good. Do it. Drop that X rating and let us go nuts. Ooh. The organizers... What's that? Remember that other... There is there is that one rating. I can't remember what it is. I don't think it's X. There's M for mature, XO rated, maybe? Because I, I think it depends on the country, too. There's yeah. certain things that are only sold in certain shops. I don't know. Uh, the organizers of GDC have told GameIndustry.biz that they are hoping to set up a hotline for attendees who face abuse and harassment at future events. Hopefully that hotline's not in Miami. There was a wave of allegations ranging from spiked drinks to assault during networking events and in attendees' hotels during DDC week. That's, like, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, like, the game developer conference. Yeah. And those are three very large problems. Yeah. What is going on? Like, what the fuck? It's like the... If I had that answer, I wouldn't be sitting here. Is like the pool is is like game developers. Is there just like a high percentage of shit people who are game developers? Yes. Okay. It's like politicians then. Well, politicians are one to one. Okay, they're all shit. Right. There's very there's very few politicians I would ever define as Franklin Delano Roosevelt current politicians oh fuck <laughs> got me. also I, I don't know fdr is a weird one i i, I it, often the, the think four, the four term thing kind of taints it a little bit i often think is there any really like good i'm gonna restrict it to u.s presidents like just pure good oh you don't want to throw like g in there <laughs> not really a president but and the only two I can, like, settle on, well, I guess maybe three, but I feel like he, the third one doesn't really count because he, he just tried to be neutral in everything, uh, is FDR. Right. I just think there's certain things that taint his presidency. Yes. Um, and not, like, a truly bad way. Yeah, it's just... I mean, there are a couple of clear, like, sore thumbs. Yeah. But also, like, the four-term thing is... How you end up with those four terms is in a weird happenstance scenario. Um, Abraham Lincoln. Which, on the surface... I think think objectively that is true. On the surface, but how he he accomplished a lot of things... Yes. ...was through... um, Like, he he was the one who expanded, like, uh, executive orders a lot, like, well past, like... Yeah. He just got his power and then said, I'm doing shit. Exactly. It's just one of those things where it's like the ends justify the means. And then the third one was George Washington. He's the one that, like, really didn't. He was just neutral on everything. I mean, he, he was, was neutral just... on everything, but he's also a cop out. Yeah. He's yeah. the first. There's nothing. Yeah. He was. He's he's good as a first because he didn't rock the boat. Yeah. 
He just was like, nope. Status quo. Anyways. Enough of that bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I say, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we talking about? We've gone from economics to politics. Why are we MSNBC? Don't forget, we talked about the housing market as well. Oh, God. We are MSNBC. <laughs> Uh, Diablo, Kramer, 4... No, <laughs> Diablo 4 had the largest beta in Diablo's history with 62 million hours played. Okay, so I got a couple problems with that stat. I do too. You, you, do you I want, would fucking you, do you hope. Want, I said, do you want the obvious one? The obvious one yeah. is I'd fucking hope it's the biggest one. Yeah. You're telling me they had a lot of beta devs on Diablo 1 <laughs> or 2? I was going to say, you could only really count three, and even then it's like, come on, like, let's be real here. Everything's improved. I'd be more impressed if they said it was the most played beta of a Blizzard game. Then I'd yes. be like, hot damn. That would be much more impressive. This, the record they can say, and I will be okay with, is it is the highest selling or grossing one if that happened. Okay. Because that, like, one and two should obviously be the smallest one because it was still... Yeah, popularity and demon things. Yeah, but like, then we're getting into a little bit more of the. I would something that's actually a relevant number. I would like to see game popularity popularities, uh, in relation be to contextualized size of the industry. That'd be interesting. So, like, you know, like how many people? How, what percentage of gamers got that game for that time? So, like. Yeah, you know, out of like, the amount of people that were always online, yeah, right. out of roughly four hundred million across the world, like WoW would be a good one because when WoW came out, if you had the percentage of people that played WoW the first year that like or first couple of years that WoW came out, yeah, it's probably pretty fucking high. Like, yeah, a percentage of gamers that played WoW during that time. Yeah. It would be very interesting to ever get a well, like Final Fantasy. To get or the something. simulation statistics. Because, you know, we live in a simulation. Yeah. Uh, but if we get the Do full a simulation sim- within a simulation. Yeah, if we get the full simulation statistics of like how much time is any at any one point being spent in games by the total pie chart of it'd be very interesting to break down. Yeah. We'll get on that. Be a lot of small slices, but we all know that 60% of that pie would be farming simulator. It'd probably be like some mobile game that we'd cry. It'd be Candy Crush. Yeah. Uh, Angry, Angry Birds is probably still a healthy chunk. Atlas Fallen. Or sorry, not Angry Birds. Flappy Bird. Yeah. Oh, Flappy Bird. <laughs> Atlas Fallen has been delayed till August 10th. Don't even know what it is. I don't know. I should see it show up every once in a while. I don't know what it is either. Uh, Roblox will now hide advertisements from users 13 and younger, most likely because the organization Truth in Advertising issued a complaint to the FTC. Yeah, stop advertising to kids. Tony Hawk said that he may have chosen to endorse a rival skating game that was more technically challenging uh, had Activision not come looking for him when they did. Gavin Rayburn the former studio head and founder of Playground Games, which is the developer behind Forza Horizon, has opened a new studio. Lighthouse Games aims to develop a new best-in-class game with the help of key founding members from Playground Games, original team, and other industry-leading talents. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, the Fallout TV show has wrapped filming. Steam will no longer support Windows 7, Windows 8, and Windows 8.1 from January 1st, 2024. Okay. Sadness. Uh, Nintendo GameCube and Nintendo Wii emulator Dolphin is coming to Steam and will support the Steam Deck. Interesting. If rumors are to be believed, Assassin's Creed Mirage and the crew Motorstorm have been delayed internally. Also, Mirage is still using the same Assassin's Creed game engine as previous games. Speaking of Ubisoft rumors, a leaker claims that Ubisoft Plus Ubisoft's gaming subscription service is launching on Xbox next month. That makes sense. During the God of War panel at PAX East, Tears' voice actor revealed that God of War Ragnarok may not be the last we see of his character. And finally, the PC port of The Last of Us Part 1 sucks. What if we didn't actually see any of the character? Oh! You know what I mean? When you really think about it, man, <laughs> when you really think about it, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Uh, true. Spoilers. True. Anyway, yeah, cool. Been seven days. What you been up to? Nada. Watching was a crazy week. Samantha was off in Pennsylvania for two days. Um... So I was flying solo with the baby, who was not a fan. Um, he's just like, fuck, fuck this. He basically <laughs> was just screaming the entire time. Um, like, bro, <laughs> come on, what are we doing? Exactly. It's like you don't got boobs, right? I, it's hard to fall asleep on you. Like, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know why that's just how I like picture the conversations you have with your son just being like what <laughs> what there's <laughs> a lot of that him just being like I would do that and he points around like this and does this hand yeah, yeah. motion he's very like, much he's very much got the little got bit a lot of, of attitude uh, got the at- attitude but not, it's not even so much the Italian attitude but it is the it's the baby the baby pizza making hands going yeah yeah because I see everybody else talking like this so I'm gonna do this remember <laughs> her um, just speak simlish back to him and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I do. The mama goo. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, watching the Mandalorian. The last, the the latest episode is what episode fucking two should have been. So that's, that's a little irritating. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Anime. Yeah, all the excitement of my life. Real thrilling. Party on. How about you? You know how it goes. The the thing called Wow. MLB the show, the new yeah, show. The show came out. Jamming into that, enjoying my time. Uh, definitely some clear some clear things you can tell that they've they've changed. Uh, they patched the menu thing yet? The speed? No, though? that's still bugging me. I don't know what the, what's up with that. Again, I wonder if it is an intended thing where it's like, you know, purposely put it in a lag a lag break to kind of slow things down. 
Um, but I, I, for whatever reason, can't fly through the menus as fast as I used to be able to, and I, I don't know why that is. It's menus, so I don't really care that much. But it's only it's specific in two menus. It's specific in the conquest menu, and it's specific in the um, the like auction house menu. Both times I used to be able to fly through those things in like five seconds, and I can't do it now. I mean, to be fair, that it can be very annoying. Yeah, but at the same time, whatever the game itself when I'm in game doesn't lag, so that's the important part. Oh, excuse me, that's the important part. Um, the cool thing for this one is that they put a lot of the like World Baseball Classic cards in. I'm playing a lot of Diamond Dynasty, which is the Ultimate Team version. So you got a bunch of people from like the Czech team or Australia that are not, you know, mm-hmm. professional ball players at all, other than the WBC, and they have like high rated cards that you can actually use in the game. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. That is that is cool. That's really neat. Uh, what else is there? Um. Yeah, so it's just that, and wow, baseball season has started. Fantasy baseball is underway. We we begin. I mean, if if the if the first if the first opening first couple opening days of baseball are enter, any indication of how entertaining the season is going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun fucking season. It's going to be a fun season, and they're we've already on day one tungsten dueled somebody. That is a reference for nobody else to listen to understand this. But basically that means that you have a generational talent in Shohei Otani who can do something that hasn't been done since like 1901. And yet no matter what, when you read the entire thing that somebody tweets up where it strikes out X amount of people that hasn't been done since 1901 when Tungsten O'Toole did it, you'll find out that they then lost 2-1 to one to the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> uh, it's unreal. Two amazing players just wasting their time in Anaheim. Amazing. It's just, it's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's like frustratingly wild to think about. It is. You know what's sad is that, like, I feel like the odds of Trout Trout Trout's never going to be on a good team. No, he's because he's gonna his whole career is going to be there, or else his career is going to be there. Well, especially after he's yeah he he like a hundred percent had to go to free agency, and him signing the extension with them to and not going is like, why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Like, I mean, I, it's a lot of money, so that's that's always the fun part, right? Like, it's it's a lot of money, and it's hard to say. But also, you're Mike Trout. Yeah. A team is going to take you. Yeah. Yeah. And probably a winning team. It's the same thing with Otani. He comes up in free agency. It's like, yeah, a team is going to take you and a team that wants to win. And a team that probably has been winning will probably want to pick you up. So you don't have to go back into the shit show that is never seeing a World Series. What if, if he you does? don't want to? Wild man, <laughs> absolutely wild. Uh, all I can imagine is if that happens, like the owner, like is like, oh, I'm gonna get all these players. We're gonna become a winning team, and then he's not gonna do it. Yeah, but I, I, my guess is that's probably the argument he made to keep Trout. Yeah, I'm sure. It's just like how how many how many empty lies do you have? 
how deep are those pockets to make everything okay? Anyway. Yeah. We will see you guys in seven days. Until then. Bye-bye. Have fun. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.